Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Every week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today, our very special guest is Penny Hickman, and you are a member of the Board of Directors, Penny, of the Federation of Dutchess County Fish and Game Clubs, and you are also the Vice President of the Conservation Awareness Foundation. And I understand, and you didn't put this in your response card to us, that you are the past superintendent of Pleasant Valley. Supervisor. Oh, supervisor. Okay, so I live in Connecticut. Forgive me. Forgive me. (laughs) Right. The big kahuna, right? That's okay. (laughs) And we're here to talk today with you about Hunters Helping the Hungry. What is that all about? Well, basically how it all began, um, it's it's a program where venison is processed, and I'd like to take you back a little bit to kind of the beginning of this. Sure. This was not um, a program that started without glitches. Um, this required legislation through eggs and markets. It was it was rather difficult to acquire that, and it's because there was objection to the handling and the processing of venison. Um, Eventually, that legislation was passed, and uh, there the program began. Um, The Federation basically is an organization that uh, actually brings together members of various clubs throughout Dutchess County. And as a gathering, then what we did eventually was we broke off a 501c3 called the Conservation Awareness Foundation. And the Hunters Helping the Hungry program is part, it's, it's, it's within the umbrella of the programs that the Conservation Awareness Foundation. And Penny, this is exactly yes. what it sounds like. People who are hunting, taking um, the meats and, 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 and their gatherings and making sure that they get to people in the community who are in need of of that's the whole thing that's the whole thing it's that simple right and it actually began uh, way back in the early 1900s a handful of members of the federation met in front of the pleasant valley town hall which is rather interesting since now i'm in charge of the distribution but Mm -hmm. while i was the supervisor they actually met out in the parking lot and different people um, came and brought some venison to donate and it was roughly 100 pounds and um as we get into this, I will let you know what it is we're distributing today. But it's it's amazing how this program has. So grown. there's a lot of history here oh too, boy. as as well. It's and now now obviously it's a, it's an organized effort, and you're all signed, sealed, and delivered, and cert- and you have all the certificates and all the types of oh, yeah. things. Yes, mm-hmm. as you, as you had mm-hmm. mentioned, um, is it just venison that is distributed? Uh, basically, but there are people who are very generous and they'll bring us, maybe they'll go in their freezer and they'll find that they have a couple of turkeys. We've had uh, people that would donate birds that perhaps they had that they had hunted, um, all kinds of things. We've had people bring us striped bass, other fish. So there's other things. They realize that they'll call and say, well, could you use striped bass? I was striped bass fishing. And, and I say, we can use anything that the people can eat. So whatever you'd like to bring us. We'll take care of it. And then how is it interfaced with the people that want to eat the food? Would you, I'd like to give you, if I could, a little background how it happens. Sure. Okay, basically, when the hunters go in and they get their license, they get tags to go hunt. That would be from the New York State uh, Environmental Conservation Department. Right. My old home grounds before I retired there. Oh, you did? Yes, I used to be a prosecutor there. 
well, for, for people who sake. didn't get their tags, get oh, your tags. Oh, my <laughs> goodness gracious. My goodness gracious. But so they will go get their license and they might get a tag or two tags or three tags. And, and this actually becomes rather interesting because maybe a hunter is fortunate enough that they have the ability to go out and actually harvest three deer. But they only can put one in their freezer. So they say, wow, the, I can extend my hunting this year, my hunting opportunity, because I can donate those two deer. So this also gives the hunter an opportunity to be out there more doing the thing he likes to do. Okay, so what happens is the hunter goes out, they they shoot their deer, they call up, and they... Um, bring their deer down to the cooler, or we have uh, volunteers who actually will meet them somewhere and actually take the cooler down to, take it to the, take the deer down to the cooler in Wappingers. And then we have on Tuesday nights, very dedicated group of men who butcher and package this venison every single Tuesday. They're down there as long as there is something for them to to butcher and process. Well, well, Penny, let me ask you this question. So in other words, they bring the entire deer. You don't want it pre-butchered. No, they bring it, the whole thing. There are people that will have cut it up in four sections right. and will bring it down, and that's fine, too. They, we, the only thing we ask is that your deer must be tagged and your deer must be field-dressed. I was going to say, don't most people field-dress them? Yes, but, they do. Okay, so that has to be done. Yes. Right? It has to be a legal deer, and it has to be you know, positioned, sh- prepped, right. shall we say, right. for then the team to um, get it put together, ready for distribution. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was another glitch that we saw, and that was there are such a thing as crop damage permits issued uh, to, for instance, hunters or people that, I mean, uh, farmers or people that have orchards or whatever. Nuisance permits. Nuisance permits. Right. So that's and extra tags people well, issued? What does that what mean ha- exactly? Yes, it is. But what happens is, let's say you own a farm and they're in there and they're just ruining your corn crop. Mm. So the DEC will issue you crop damage permits or nuisance permits. And they'll say, okay, uh, we'll give you 10 nuisance permits. And there really was not any sort of control over what happened to those deer. And I'd like to think that they weren't shot in a way that they would travel off that property and then they didn't have to worry about them. But I knew that there's so many people that are hungry that I wanted to say, and I did, I met with people from the DEC and Bill came with me and we met and uh, spoke with Lieutenant Dave Clayton and uh, Bob Hoder, who's an ECO, and they went through Albany, through the channels in Albany. And today, if you, as a farmer, or uh, receive f- 10 of these permits, you must call me and give us five. Um, those permits are tracked, so when the deer comes in, those numbers are tracked, if you don't give me those five deer, you're in trouble. You don't get your permits next year. Mm-hmm. You so, don't want to say no to Penny. She's a very formidable. Lady. <laughs> let remind well. our, let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. My co-host is Sarah O'Connell. Our very special guest, Penny Hickman. She's telling us about hunters helping the hungry. Now, Penny um, and everybody home, get pencil and paper for this. Let's say we have some hunters out there who want to help you out, or some people who could use some food in these bad economic times, how can they contact Hunters Helping the Hungry? They can call my home. They're welcome to call my home. I have an answering machine 24 hours a day. My number is 
845-845-8441. And that's an 845 area? Yes, it is. Okay. And Repeat you're used to people ca- calling you, and your number is again? My number is 845-635-3641. And again, I do have an answering machine 24 hours a day, so I will be happy to call you back. You know, in your uh, brochure, there's an astounding amount of food that you distributed in the uh, 2006-2007 season of 4,800 pounds of game. Uh, does that go up every year? This year we distributed about 6,440 wow. pounds. How many now people think about saved? that. Three tons. Three and a quarter tons. Oh, I can't even think get my arms that. around that. That many, is a lot of meat. How many hungry people will that uh, Well, be? you figure a pound of venison if you're making it into like a pot of stew and you are getting, each person's getting a quarter of a pound of venison and you have 100 pounds that I give you today, that's 400 meals. So you can see what a thousand pounds and two thousand and three thousand how how far that goes. Well, thank you for quantifying that. Mm. I actually had venison. I have to tell you mm-hmm. last night for dinner. Oh, great! Oh, yeah. And you did invite me and our engineer Jay. <laughs> yeah, no, you weren't invited. You're correct, Joe. <laughs> did you prepare I mean, Jay it was, yourself? Though. No, it was prepared for me. Actually, uh, yes, mm-hmm. it was. Did a you enjoy meal. it? Oh, I love it. Wonderful. Absolutely, yeah. And it's from very, a hunter. Yep. <laughs> and it's healthy too. It's very good mm-hmm. for you. Yes, it is. Now. Um, Penny, are you yourself a hunter? I was when I was uh, always. I grew up shooting, and I'm from a family that hunted and trapped and fished. I grew up with my mother's family, my dad's family. Everybody did that. We were farming families. And then I married into a farming family, and it just went on. The very first year, I was lucky. I guess it was beginner's luck. And Mm. the very first year that I actually got my deer license and went out and I did shoot a buck. It was only a little spike horn, but I was very proud of that. I was very (laughs) proud of that. But um, do you still have the little spikes? No. No, I don't have the little spikes. The second year, I'm sorry to say that I wounded a deer and my husband and I tracked it Mm. and we were unable to find it. Um, And as an aside, I am also the president of Deer Search, which is a volunteer organization of men and women who track wounded deer with dogs on a leash for hunters who have been unable to locate their own deer. So this also, it's It's all all integrates, doesn't it? It comes back to Penny and Pleasant Valley. (laughs) And this is how you became interested in Hunters for the hungry? My husband, uh, I'm a widow, and my husband was very involved with the Federation, and so I just kind of had an interest and wanted to continue the efforts that he had and was doing with the Federation. So I just, when they asked if I would be part of the board, I said I'd be happy to. So, And, and the rest just is gone, history. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now we're, we're talking to um, uh, Penny Hickman of Hunters Helping the Hungry, and... Um, you know, right now it's been my experience and my observation when I was with the DEC before I retired there that fewer people are hunting in the, in the current generation. The youth aren't out there hunting in, in the numbers they used to be. More land is being posted, so we have a lot more deer being bred and a lot more deer car collisions. Um, will you accept uh, roadkill? A fresh roadkill. Somebody, well, somebody hits a deer, and the the trooper says, "Would you like to donate that deer?" As you, as you see, your radiator steaming off. In the insurance them, company, dialing right. away. Lots of times, they're too badly bruised and mm. and smashed up, or something. There have been some that we have used, but that not a lot. It's the exception, not the yes, not the rule. It's, it's not the rule, yeah. right? Okay. But um, any anything we can have that that is edible, 
we certainly would like to have that. I have and, a, I'm very, sorry, go ahead. I just have a very quick question. How do you fund any of the expenses to run this operation? I know it's a 501c3, but where does the funding come from? Well, the deer are donated, and then we have been fortunate to, um, well, to begin with, um, Roger Humiston is, and his dad, initially, a long time ago, they, had a, they were given a gift of the back of like a boar's head truck, a cooler, mm-hmm. so they were able to use that temporarily. Then Roger Humiston and his dad, they, were, uh, they donated a milk, an old milk house on the farm to make for the processing so the men could go in there and process it. And then through grants from the NRA, we've been able to get coolers and more freezers and more, you know, better upgrading of knives and grinders. And so... So grants, can people also make monetary donations? Absolutely. Okay. And would they be calling Penny at that phone number? They could, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And do we have a website before we go to break? Do we have a website at well, all? Well, I have. I do. I mean, I have. Of course it. you do, Penny. You're Penny Hickman. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're welcome. It's just pennyh at hvc.rr.com. That's your okay. email. That's my email. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Now, Penny Hickman, before we go to the break, um, you're talking about hunters helping the hungry, and um, you're also involved in um, various youth programs. You, you encourage uh, young people to hunt and to fish. Are they also donating to Hunters Helping the Hungry, the uh, youth hunters? Oh, I'm sure they will. And, of course, don't forget now that the, the, the uh, young people can go out and get their big game license now at a much younger age. Remember, we have more hunters in the woods, and that's wonderful, and, and it's a good experience, and they can learn that part of what, they are, what they're harvesting can now be given to us to help the hungry. Terrific. Let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary over the Hudson Valley Radio Network. This is Jonah Trebowasser, and my co-host is Sarah O'Connell, our very special guest, Penny Hickman talking about hunters helping the hungry. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more. If only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at Rotary.org. This close. After immunizing more than 2 billion children, Rotary Club members are this close to wiping polio from the face of the earth. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to protect children against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. We are here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network. I am Sarah O'Connell, joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser, and our very special guest today, Penny Hickman, who is speaking about hunters helping the hungry. So, Penny... We've talked a lot about hunting and and deer and um, distribution and your 501c3 organization and how it got started and what you do and where the meat goes. I want to know about Penny Hickman, a little bit of background when you were the supervisor of Pleasant Valley, because you really are kind of a uh, legend in that part of the county. (laughs) 
do we want to say famous or infamous or like she's smiling from ear to ear (laughs) blushing on the radio here we have to give you the visual um because i've certainly heard heard your name come up in um in concert with a lot of efforts with um rotary rotary clubs in the in the area specifically pleasant valley Mm -hmm. of course do can you talk a little bit about that um I can tell you that the 12 years I spent as the supervisor, I absolutely loved. Um, it was my decision to not seek re-election, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the cooperation. I, um, The organizations that we had in Pleasant Valley did so much for, for our community. Rotary was amazing. Rotary in Pleasant Valley, in terms of the numbers in their organization, is very small. What they do is just—it's amazing, astronomical. isn't it? It is unbelievable for a small club. Do. You're right. Oh, it, it's unbelievable. Um, the at the mill site when we were building the mill site, and if none and of you—and what is the mill site well, for our listeners? What is that? Actually, it it's it said that Pleasant Valley actually began around the mill. Um, that it was the, it's one of the oldest mills, cotton mills in the country, and it burned. And um, then it was owned by private people. The town eventually got a portion of that, and we have built what I call uh, a magnificent entrance to our community from the east. Um, we rebuilt what was one time the old post office, and and it, it's actually the it houses our historical society, our, our town historian, and it's a little museum. If you have not and been where there, is it you located? need to go there. Right in Pleasant Valley, you'll go, as you're going over the Wappingers Creek heading east, as you travel through Pleasant Valley, before you get to that bridge, you can't miss, miss it. it. It's on your right. Mm-hmm. And it is truly a magnificent... It's a little gem. Right. Then what we did was we had the foresight to build the pad for a gazebo. Uh, because we could not have gotten the heavy equipment in there mm-hmm. once this was all accomplished. So the Rotary then took it upon themselves to... Um, uh, collect monies and go out and did all kinds of fundraisers. They mobilized the they the community, really unbelievable. And they built a beautiful gazebo. the The children's equipment that they they again. Oh, that's right. There's children's uh, play equipment. Not there, it there? But, but this is in our park behind okay. the town all hall. All right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just so many things. They're they're an amazing group of a uh, small group of people that. Their heart is there, and it's amazing. What well, you know, do. last week we had Kathy Kruger here, mm-hmm. who is um, well past president of that club, right, she's Jonah? A dynamo, yes. and and she's the sitting uh, assistant governor yes, from that correct. from that area. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, she was here last week. She's amazing. Your your mm-hmm. ears must have been burning in the studio. She's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Penny Hickman, uh, member of the board of directors of the Federation of the Dutchess County Fishing Game Clubs and vice president of the Conservation Awareness Foundation. Uh, we're talking about. Hunters Helping the Hungry. Uh, remind us again, for those who tuned in late, if somebody's got extra venison, where should they bring it? How should they bring it? How can they contact you? Okay, my number is 845-635-3641. You could give me a call. Um, if you are able, I could give you directions to our cooler. Um, the deer must be tagged, and it also must be field-dressed, and then you can take it down and put it in the cooler. Or we have also wonderful volunteers, and if they're able, they would meet you somewhere or pick up the deer from you uh, so that we could use that in our Hunters Helping the Hungry program. And how is the uh, deer meat distributed? Um, Basically, I'm in charge of the distribution, and what we do is there are uh, food pantries. 
the uh, Poughkeepsie Lunchbox, uh, To God Be the Glory, which is truly an amazing organization. I don't know if you know about that, but they are, they are throughout Dutchess County. They have 15 food pantries that they distribute to, and um, they're just so grateful. I, I can remember one time when some volunteers came from the lunchbox, the Poughkeepsie lunchbox, and the food the food pantry, and they came, and they were loading their car, and one of them just stood there with tears running mm-hmm. down his face, and he said, Penny, you have absolutely no idea. All we had left was spaghetti and noodles to feed the people. Mm-hmm. And wow. th- this is so gratifying. It's gratifying to the men who spend Tuesday nights uh, processing this. It's gratifying to me to be able to, to see these people and, and to give it to them. And in the current economic times that we have out there, it's only going to get worse. We need more, and I just beg all of you out there, if you have any way of getting anything to us or talking to your friends about it, even if you are not a hunter, talk to your friends who might be and just have them give me a call, and we can use everything that you have. Penny, let's talk for a minute about your work with the Conservation Awareness Foundation. I know you do a lot of great things with youth. Uh, Tell us about Getting Hooked on Fishing Weekend. Okay. Uh, Ken and Cheryl Rose have run that program for over 20 years. All I am is just a person that goes there and helps little kids put some fish, fish worms on the fish hooks and and have fun with them. And I am strictly uh, just a a very, very minuscule part of that. That's Ken and Cheryl's program. But those of us who are involved in the Federation and the Conservation Awareness Foundation and many other people who are not go there to help because there's hundreds of children every year that come. There. And you know the old saying, if you give someone a fish, they get a meal. Yep. You teach them a fish, they can feed oh, themselves for a lifetime. It's terrific to see these little kids. They get a sunny and you think they've got a shark on there. <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember my son when... I remember my son when um, he, he got a Sonny once, and he, he, he wanted to have lunch with the Sonny, you know. And you and, did that, right? Well, I, I, I don't know if he's listening. He's now 26 years old. Of course but he's I said, listening, I said, Dad. you... Take a nap, and Mommy will cook it. We threw the poor thing back and oh. swam away, and she opened up a can of tuna fish and flaked it out. Oh, and he thought it was the best meal he ever had. Oh, he was, I think, four man. years old at the time. Oh, bless Tell his us heart. also, Penny, about the Junior Pheasant Hunt sponsored by the Conservation Awareness Foundation. Okay. Dave Walbach, uh, again, um, is, is the person that runs that, and, and it's absolutely terrific. Young people come. They must have had their hunter safety program, and they come with a parent or guardian, and they, uh, they go out with uh, a dog and um, they're able to shoot pheasants and it's amazing you'll see kids because it starts early in the morning and they'll come sometimes and you say oh they'll look like I didn't want to get out of bed to come and do this and when they come out of that field and they've got a pheasant or two they are so, so excited. excited and yeah. then they're going to go home and eat that pheasant and that's a great program well speaking been. of excitement Penny you really exemplify <laughs> the rotary motto of service above self and give us your phone number one more time for people who either want to donate venison or need to have that food on their table. Eight four five six three five three six four one. Penny Hickman, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Ronery. And Sarah, tell us who sponsors us this week. Well, as you know, Jonah, we couldn't be here without the support of the Rotary Club District 7210 in part and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Highland, High Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook, Plattsville, Pleasant Valley, and Red Hook, New York. And thank you for listening. Join us next week at this time on Radio Rotary here on the Hudson Valley Radio Network.